Welcome to Talking Water with GNW, where we discuss all things water. Today, we are joined by Leading Senior Constable George Crawford from Jemison Police Station. George talks about some simple steps people visiting Lake Eildon and surrounds can take to ensure their trip is a safe one. We have episodes on a range of topics, so be sure to check them out after this one. Joining us, George, can you tell me a bit about how you ended up at Jemison Police? Yeah, g'day. Thanks for having me along. I started policing in Melbourne like many of us do, especially for the experience. My goal was always to come out to regional areas, and I found myself out towards Mansfield. And in Mansfield's patch is majority of Ilden Pondage, actually, from a policing response. So. And then during my time there, I started backfilling and filling in for the Jamison area, and I absolutely fell in love with this little valley. And I found myself and my family kind of spending more time out here and from a work and recreational perspective. So it just made sense to head this direction. And you're just saying before, George, that it's pretty busy all year round. So I assume in the summer, a lot of the busyness is visitation to Lake Eildon? Yeah, I would say so. But I guess in our little valley, we have a lot of visitation to the full drive tracks in and around the area. The rivers themselves are a bit of an interest to your fly fishing groups and similar. So we have a real array of different visitors. We have some that come to use the Eildon Pondage for some power boating and similar and fishing on Eildon and others who head towards the rivers, which is one of my tendencies. I go into the rivers a bit more, but it's just a nice area for everyone. There's all sorts of things to do. And so if people are visiting the area, particularly in and around Eildon, what are some of the things they can do just to prepare their trip and make sure it's a safe one? I guess it doesn't matter whether you're heading into the mountains or, you know, some of the full drive tracks right near the Eildon area. Just make sure you've got the appropriate recovery equipment. Phone reception isn't always the best. So my biggest sales pitch, people often think that I've got shares in PLBs, but I can guarantee <laughs> you I don't, is that people actually carry things like PLBs, which is a personal locating beacon. Some people may have heard the terminology EPIRB or similar, but the personal locating beacon is the current equipment that people use and it's a bit of a fail safe you know when you don't have that communication out and I've seen it save lives. I get called out to several jobs and it saves absolute hours in a response time if we've got a lat long that's been sent through the satellites to our emergency coordination centres and then it means I can go straight there and try and assist people with what the problem is. And I imagine that's particularly important for Lake Eildon, given the size of the storage, that, you know, there's not always help nearby. Yeah. And they're a really versatile bit of equipment, like whether it's the solo motorcycle riders who explore the different tracks around Eildon, whether you're on the water itself, on jet skis or on a boat. They're the size of a mobile phone. When I go hiking, unfortunately, there's a lot of snakes out there as well, that if you get bitten by a snake, even if you do have mobile reception, We actually encourage people, if they're wanting an emergency response, that they set that off as well as calling us because it corroborates and confirms their location. Sometimes the way people describe it, oh, that's where Bill used to live or that's where we used to go camping. And some of the descriptions can be a little bit ambiguous. And by having that confirmation of a lat long sent through to us makes a world of difference and reduces the response time immensely. Some of the other things for preparation. The list is probably endless, but having the right equipment, making sure that your boat, you get it serviced before you head out for the season, your life jackets are in good working order. I saw one the other day, ones with the little gas cylinders had all corrosion around it. 
he wasn't aware of it and during my inspection I pointed it out to him and he's able to get it rectified. So just checking that equipment yourselves and making sure that you do have all that right equipment. So that's part of it. And whether it's a car or a boat, you know, you're going into some remote areas. It's in your interest to make sure it's working properly. Yeah, it's always best to do the prep beforehand rather than wait till something goes wrong, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the most common issues you see around your area, George? I do get called out a lot to people ignoring the five-knot zones, and it's a little bit challenging. I am land-based, and so I'm relying on different agencies to assist, whether it be fisheries, uh, maritime safety, or Transport Victoria. We have water police out on the water as well. But just going back to that five-knot zone, Eildon's quite a large pondage, and those five-knot zones are there for the safety of our guests and our residents. And if I look at especially the Jamison arm, which is in my main patrol zone, there's only one small arm that's restricted to five knots, and that's roughly from Peachy's Road from memory all the way down into the Jamison arm. And I've had some people complain, oh, wait a minute, you know, I can safely go a lot faster than that. But if you look at the size of Yildon, there's so much area where you can enjoy those speeds, and we have a lot of kayakers and swimmers down in our arm, and there's a lot of hidden debris actually at the moment with all the rains and floods that we've had in the recent months, that it's really not in your interest to be going too quick in that area because you're likely to do some damage to your vessel as well as potentially harm to yourself. And at this time of year, with us getting into the warm weather, are some of the issues you see different? You mentioned snake bites before being a bit more of an issue. I assume that's something that increases during summer? Yeah, yeah, it's more of a seasonal concern. I don't usually worry about that trudging through the snow in the mountains behind me. Or, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I'm a kiker. That's my enjoyment with the water. And yeah, I've been kiking along and seeing the snakes on the top of the water crossing from one side of the river to the other. I've had a deer cross in front of me on, on the upper Goulburn, which was a beautiful sight. So yeah, it's interesting what the different hazards can be actually at times. Yeah. And you mentioned a bit before about how you work with a few different groups when it comes to dealing with things underwater. Can you tell me a bit about that and how the different agencies work together up your way? Yeah, for those who aren't familiar, firstly, me being at Jamison Police Station, I'm a single member station, which means that it's me, me and me. I do work alongside other neighbouring police stations like Woods Point and Mansfield Police members. But in saying that, our resources are still relatively limited and we've got a very wide span of areas of control and we respond to you know, domestics, car accidents, all sorts of issues. So water's just one aspect of it. And there's some that are quite closely related. So we work closely with DECA members, authorised officers from DECA and Parks Vic. So quite often you'll see police patrolling alongside them. One, because their resources are probably as tight as ours are at times, and it's really good to work together. And they've got a wealth of knowledge in those different fields that we might not necessarily have. We might have that broad brush understanding, whereas working with some of those specialist areas really help us have a better understanding. So, as I said, we patrol quite regularly with ADECA members or Parks Vic members alongside some of those campgrounds that you'll see. For me, it might breach up into the Goss Bay area along Walsh's Road, or, to be honest, any the foreshore around the Jamison area as well. The other one I mentioned before was Maritime Safety, which is under Transport Victoria. They are one of the authorities on the water, so they do all the registration checks and licensing, making sure people are wearing their life jackets. And I'll pair up with them occasionally to do a bit of a patrol. I'll join them on the boat. 
and it's a great way to interact and do an intercept on the water. People are used to seeing me pull them over in a vehicle. They're not used to seeing me rock up with maritime safety and do an intercept on the water and breath test on the water. So, yes, we do do that. Fisheries had the luxury of working with fisheries only about four days ago down on Jamison Boat Ramp. We're having a chat and doing some compliance checks along there. So whether they're on the water or in their vehicle, they mix it up a bit and I'll try and tag along when I'm available. And again, they've got a wealth of knowledge in those areas, which I particularly might not have. Yeah, that's great. And it sounds like there's some really good relationships there because I know I sort of hosted the Jemison Emergency Services Expo early and there's a great turnout to that. So it sounds like there's some really good connections up there. Yeah, we're extremely reliant on those kind of networking and connections and we've got a lot of local support and a lot of local volunteer agencies. One of the ones I forgot to mention actually is the Mansfield SES have multiple watercraft and I try and get out onto the water with them when I can. They've got a great bit of experience amongst that volunteer group and they've got some amazing equipment. Even one of their new rescue boats has thermal capabilities and similar. So if we're doing a search on the water, fantastic asset to have, which really assists. And on a slight tangent, I'm one of the drone pilots for the northeast region. So it's not uncommon to see me flying a drone in and around the foreshore of Vilden. Whether I'm doing a search or some of it could be just training, the more practice I get looking for people in the water, the better I'm going to be for when we actually need it. So it's a relatively new asset. So, yeah, hopefully uh, I'll get out there a bit this summer and get some practice in. And not have to use it, uh, not have to use it operationally, which would be the goal. Yeah. And when you're out on the water with like Maritime Safety Victoria or the SES or Fisheries Victoria, what are some of the more common issues you see? To be honest, the key one would be life jackets. Yeah. You know, people got to remember you're on a vessel under 4.8. You've got to be wearing your life jacket and you've got to make sure that you've got enough life jackets for their number of occupants. It's the stuff that people are well aware of. They know what needs to happen, but we still see a few breaches in relation to that. And it's not worth it. It's a fairly dangerous activity at times. You can't help something knocking your boat or hitting something under your boat while you're moving. Not really at the error of the operator, but if you bump your head and end up in the water, the only thing that's really going to save you is that life jacket. Absolutely. And is there anything we haven't covered, George, from a safety perspective that would be good for people to know? Yeah, look, it sounds like a slight repeat of what I was saying, but make sure your torches are working, your phones are charged up. Carry a little power bank if you need to for your phone. We've had a few rescues over the last couple of years where people have got down to one bar on their battery on their mobile phones and then we lose communication and it makes it very hard. So, yeah, just the common sense stuff. People know what they need to do. It's just sitting back and actually devising a checklist or mentally going through a checklist. Yeah. And what can people do if they see unsafe behaviour around Lake Hilden this summer? Yeah, that's a really good point. If you see some behaviour that's putting anyone in danger, triple zero it. So call triple zero. I know that some people are a little bit hesitant at times to go, oh, the emergency hasn't happened yet. Yeah, we'd like to try and prevent it from happening if possible. So if we've got the resources and in a country area, we never know who's driving past at the time. So by calling it through to triple O, the radio operators can put it over the air and whoever's closest can go and investigate or at least change the behaviours if possible. And if we have to, we do our compliance aspect and give out a fine or similar. But it's more about the education. If we can stop people from doing it to make it safer, 
That's our goal. The other aspect of it and the reality of it, some of the distances are quite great. You might not get police out there for some time, and by the time they get out there, it's over. So from another aspect, yeah, ring it through to Triple O, but don't hesitate if it's safe to do so and you're not putting yourself at any risk. Film it, photograph it. Everyone's carrying mobile phones these days. Or I should say majority of people carrying mobile phones. So it's a great tool for people to capture a bit of evidence. If you see them go to a car, well, there's a registration. We can follow it up later. If you happen to be close enough when you pull up, you might get the registration of the boat. They're all aspects that give us great avenues of inquiry for us to make a phone call and have a chat with them. It might be as simple as that. Or if it's a significant breach of safety or concern, with that video evidence and similar, we might issue an infringement or take them to court, just depending on the totality of the situation. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks so much, George. Is there anything we haven't covered you'd like to add, or do you reckon that just about covers it? No, I just I look forward to seeing people out there. And look, majority of people are doing the right thing. We don't want to mm. paint that doom and gloom. It's really good to see so many people out there enjoying it. A lot of new boat owners and similar getting used to the sport, getting used to their equipment. So we'd like them to be out there doing exactly those things, just that common sense approach, and we can all have fun this summer and enjoy it. Mm.